0: Welcome once again from glorious eastern Los Angeles, where... We got a shade back. We got... I was going to say that, you can see, because people reached out. They were like, hey, they're doing you dirty. First you get out of studio, then you get the shade taken away. Well, we got the shade back. So there you have it. We, so, pre- we're very hey, happy. we
1: appreciate you guys fighting we the good We appreciate fight the concern,
0: but I, I don't want to get you the impression that there were, we're like the guy in office space getting pushed further back into the corner, and then his stapler being <laughs> taken.
1: Milton? Oh, no. Is that his name? Milton!
0: No, I like my stapler. So uh, that's not the case. But g- great to be joining you once again on a busy week. LAFC leaving as we speak here on Tuesday to Houston. Yeah, back to Texas to take on the Dynamo game. You could see on Wednesday, 5.30 local time on KCOP, 5 o'clock for our pregame show. And then Sunday at home. Uh, after a good two and a half weeks away as they take on Real Salt Lake. We do want to talk a little bit more about Austin FC. I know it's in our rearview mirror. Not many people want to remember it, but it really is a, an important bookmark for the season.
1: Right? I think it is because as much as the San Jose loss hurts, it was just such a rotated side, and this was the marquee matchup. This is when you knew they were really going for it, and it just it all kind of went sideways.
0: We also want to tell you about our special guest, Ryan Hollingshead, LAFC defender. Stick around because he's going to tell you the secret ingredient to making sure LAFC win on Wednesday.
1: We figured it out. He guys. has
0: figured it out, and he is taking it upon himself to do what is required. You want to stick around for that.
1: Look, man, he plays every position that they asked him to play, and he also goes and does a little de- detective work, figures now, yeah. out. Essentially, you exactly. guaranteeing a win. Yeah. <laughs> Ooh, don't put that on him. I
0: didn't put it on him. No, but he said said something very interesting, so you'll see. Uh, as uh, the many faces of Ryan Holling said, will be viewed here. Uh, for all those tuning in on YouTube, for those tuning in on the podcast format, uh, you'll be able to take a peek at a later date. So um, let's get right into it. We'll get Austin in. We'll get Austin out. This was obviously a uh, a bitter pill. And I remember I was talking to the Austin FC folks, um, Adrian Healy, Michael LaHood. I was on one of their Twitter spaces. Mm-hmm. And they, what do you think happens. And I'm like, you know, I go, look, I think. This is a really big spot for Austin. This is a spot where uh, their emotions are running high. They know this is their Super Bowl, to sound cliche. because uh, And they played it that way. And maybe LAFC didn't match those emotions, which are always going to be difficult to do. Uh, the emotions did come out, and that was part of the story, too. And mm-hmm. We spoke to Steve Cherundolo about how you channel emotions. And it really is a learning lesson for LAFC. And I, I thought we'll talk a few of those things. Uh, but channeling your emotions as opposed to getting into a shoving match or getting engaging – Channeling that into something more positive, they can let you get the result. This was also um, incorporating a new team. We're gonna we're just trying to stick to our our themes here. But incorporating a new team, we you know Ilie Sanchez was suspended. Uh, you could see the importance of Ilie to the team, and the stats back that up. I, I was there was six losses for LAC, four of which Ilie did not start. So uh, you could certainly take that for what it's worth. There is. Uh, an opportunity now, we got to see the Bale, Chicho, Vela, Trio as well. That's mm-hmm. another part of the story as well. But this is, uh, you know, eight games to go, including that one, into the end of the season. Uh, this team has got two new players on the way as well, and which we'll talk about. Be, uh, quick talk about Christian Teo, who's coming in. He was a free agent, so he's yes. under a contract a year, could have an option for a couple. And Denny Buanga as well, and they'll be here soon enough. So, but just with the Austin game, there is a, uh, the of a new team different looks from game to game it's tough to maintain a standard but uh it's it's an important process and you had to find a way to kind of deal with this squad for this challenge um where statistically lafc actually did a lot of things positively but uh the execution the mistakes those kind of things came and bit them
1: yeah ultimately the biggest lesson they learned and it's a very important lesson is other teams in this league are good too uh, including Austin, who has a lot of quality, obviously. I think Sebastian Driussi has now wrapped up the MVP. Might as well hand it off to him. I mean, the way he's been playing. I don't know about going, that. Who, who's going to take it from him? The goal By contributions the way, I, that he has.
0: Not the best player on the field.
1: Oh, you're going to do a little Diego Fagundes? Diego
0: Fagundes, to me, is their most important player, and he had a great game. But Driuzzi just scores goals, and his move on that goal was remarkable. I will say. And I love I, I, Austin is a story. He's great, mm-hmm. well-supported. You hear these stories about tickets going for 1000 Uh Take they, what you will from that. I mean, it's, it's a city that really gets behind it. It's yep. great. We don't like the way we feel when we lose, but Austin FC is one of the bright spots of MLS.
1: Yeah, I mean, my biggest takeaway from that was if you make mistakes against a team of that kind of quality, you're going to lose 4-1, to Like, and that's exactly what happened. Maybe it's a, if it's a lesser team, you'll still probably lose. You can't make those kind of blunders in big matches, and, and again, that's the big takeaway. As you said, there's a lot of moving parts. It's a long season. There's a lot going on. This team maybe felt, hey, we can, figure it. we can figure it out, and a lot of matches they really have. Let's be honest. The body of work, let's talk about sample sizes here. We're talking about one match that does not define the entire season, although we put a lot of emotion into it, and I'm totally with you if you felt heartbroken on Friday. It ruined your whole weekend. I'm with you there, man. It, it sucked. You know, we,
0: at least we got, we got it out early. Yeah. Early in the second half, you knew it was happening, so you yeah, could get on with your night. Maybe it was night. better that it happened on
1: <laughs> Friday night, and you could maybe by Sunday recover and have a nice Sunday. I saw you were out there at the beach. You had a nice Sunday. A nice I, Sunday. I rode my bike around Long Beach well, a little
0: bit. Well, I was supposed to go to the Hollywood Bowl mm-hmm. to see George Benson, but I was just, after going for a nice run and spending that, I was too tired because I did go to the Killer show, which was amazing, uh, at Bank of California Stadium. So lesson learned at my age, two concerts in two days, not happening. Yeah.
1: But in putting the emotions into it, like it's he just pivoted. <laughs> because I want to I want to make this. I want to make this very clear. It sucks Losing to them sucks. We talked you know, everyone, there's a lot of chatter on the line between the two teams And going back and forth and then when your team loses and they lose in such a fashion where they're not really competitive That absolutely sucks, but let's be realistic here 25 games into the season. They this team has been almost infallible. They lose to San Jose. They lose this game It's two matches so the sample size and then two when you really look at that game it came down to a lot of just individual errors. I really don't think that tactically there was anything much different. The two teams actually play very similar tactically where they want to put teams under pressure. They want to use the ball to create mistakes uh, and then get in there and run and win second balls, win challenges, and Austin did all those things. LFC actually started on the first 10 minutes doing some of those things. I thought they were actually pretty good passing out the back. They found some moments with Sifu and Carlos in between the lines, but the final pass wasn't there. And then ultimately, the biggest blunders of the game were LAFC, and they were close to their own goal. And if you come up against a quality side that has guys like Diego Funguenez, Maxi Urruti, Sebastian Driusi, uh, Finley, uh, Ring, all those guys, they're going to make you pay. And they did. So that's a valuable lesson to learn and say, look, in one-off games, this matters. But This happened in the regular season and still the body of work for lafc speaks for itself it really does they're on top of the sports shield yes that gap has closed but not by really all that much three points but with the game in hand
0: still the best team and we saw the mls uh, power rankings and they have philadelphia ahead which i understand philadelphia when they score they look really good winning games uh, but LFC still, I mean, the power rankings are essentially standings, if I'm not mistaken. Right. Right? <laughs> uh, the power Those rankings times, are a make-believe. But, but LFC's been you top had this, I, I understand. for so long.
1: They had to spice it up a little bit. But and let them. Let yeah, Philly have that.
0: Seattle used to be in the top three because they won the Champions League and they were up there. And LFC was way ahead of the standings. Like, wait a minute. I understand they, it. And it's fun. And you got to create content.
1: Does, does Weeby and Doyle give out any kind of trophy for the uh, power ranking standings? Yes, the, at the power end of the year? rankings.
0: So The uh, Weebies? Yeah. You'd obviously like Philadelphia right now because of momentum. Uh, but, you know. Depends on how you look at a power ranking. Depends on how you look
1: at the momentum. In this, in I, I talked about it on LAFC 360 on Monday. In the same week 19 to week uh, 27, nine matches for LAFC in Philadelphia, both seven wins, two losses. Now in week 28, which Philly is one week ahead of us, having a game in hand, they have a win. So we have to win in week 28 to push that gap back to well, six right. points.
0: Philly does have uh, an extra uh, six games left. LAFC in okay. Austin seven. LAFC has three of those at home. Austin has four. So something to keep an eye on, certainly, as we go I'm on. I'm not
1: saying it's all roses, either. You can panic a little bit. When you lose two games in a row, you can panic a little bit.
0: Let's talk about mistakes. Yeah, and if you lose three games in a row, then you can really happens, panic. You can really panic because you're in, in a rot. But that is nothing new in sports. You know, Really good teams have bad patches. Really good teams. Happens all the time. and uh, Certainly in MLS, where we always tell you, and I know you roll your eyes, and we'll ask Ryan Hollingshead, uh, it's important imp- very difficult to keep that standard in a league like this this is not a, a league where you get on a bus and travel 10 miles to face an opponent you got to go to the airport you got to pack your bags you got to deal with different again i know you've heard it all before but it's it's just not sustainable and that's i think what came out here and it all came out together but let's talk about mistakes mm-hmm. there were several i think jesus Murillo's one that was magnified but this punished is
1: a, for literally every single one. Yes.
0: But that's kind of what we saw in the past. But when you think of Jesus Murillo, this is the first time. This season, yeah. Really, maybe one other time where a mistake of his has been punished, where it was kind of like you were wondering, how good is Jesus Murillo? Murillo has turned into one of the best center backs in the league, so much that I know LAFC is probably getting a lot of interest. from going, hey, uh, what's up with it? Because he's a he's a physical, strong, athletic center back with technical skills. Yeah, which, you can still send that nice
1: diagonal him. every once in a while, yeah. too.
0: So, uh that was a rare mistake. Now, could you? Could that happen to more mistakes? Sure. But that's something that, based on the body of work, is an outlier. The other thing that was an outlier, which we have never seen, is LAFC coming out in the second half where they have been the best team by miles and allowing two quick goals. Just lost an, an the absolute completely. aberration. Yep. That never happens. Not even close. It's the opposite. We, we remember all those games you'd go in, down a goal, or maybe tied, scoreless, and then LAFC mm-hmm. comes out and their depth takes over. So this was weird in that way. I've never seen it, but it happens. It could happen again, but the law of averages say it won't. Certainly not in a back-to-back-to-back games.
1: That was my favorite part of Giorgio after the game. He said, look, you go down a goal, it happens. Uh, and it maybe will even happen to us in the playoffs. But what happened, what transpired afterwards and in the second half, can't happen can't lose your focus you can't come out in the first minute and give up the second goal and then a couple minutes later give up the third goal because by then the game's gone it really is gone there's not much you can do there's not many teams that come back from three 0 down against a good team like Austin especially away from home so that's that's what can't happen And I think everyone on this team knows that they're well aware of it it's not and it wasn't tactical it wasn't game planned it was it's, it's all here it really was all here because it was just these individual mistakes and again you play against a good team you make a mistake like that they're gonna punish you
0: The importance of Ilié, which we touched on a bit. He'll be back Wednesday, which obviously is huge relief. It's just that kind of player that you need. And Kellen did a really nice job against San Jose, I thought, with uh, Chicho, the best player uh, on the field. Um, I was a little more difficult here. Against Austin. Against Austin. Yeah. Uh, But, um, well, against San Jose, I thought he
1: Oh, you thought he was the best player on the field? Okay. Kellen. um, No, Kellen was. uh, You always said
0: with Chicho. Uh, Chicho was very good against San Jose, too.
1: Yeah, I thought he was better against Austin, but also that? had some moments. Okay, Mahala was obviously Mahala. I'm against sorry, San Jose. Mahala,
0: San Jose, yeah. along with uh, Kellen Acosta. So Ilye comes in there, and it allows Kellen some more freedom mm-hmm. to where you have. You just want to get more good passers in that midfield, and I think that's what Ilye does. Now that said it's not
1: just his good passing though it's just like when to pass yeah it's just what, what pass to make it's it's tempo the it's support it's again it's, it's up here again like Ilya, when in moments when the teams maybe going too fast he has that ability to slow the game down guys let's get back into shape let's let's get let's get back into our rhythm let's do the right things and that's what Steve loves about him he stitches the team together so well from front to back and I think that's what we saw against Austin was even in the good moments, they felt so kind of disconnected, yeah. a little stretched. And maybe that's what allowed Austin to really get on top of them and, and cause some errors. And there wasn't guys there to back up other errors. Like, it was just guys were on islands, and when they made mistakes, they were punished.
0: And Ilya, I was just looking sometimes when you're here and there's one player out here, it's usually him. It's always him. And he's always having conversations with other guys. Having it's, I can't tell you the content. I can't hear it, but they are... I they're very serious conversations they're they're, they're, they're very sincere conversations not serious sincere conversation I
1: couldn't even imagine what it was like for him to watch that game yeah. as as much as you know he loves this game he loves this team he loves playing to be at home in a big match like that he probably would have been insufferable I'm sure it was not fun to be around uh
0: he's uh he's back uh, one thing you have to look at is the depth in the midfield I know a lot of people are concerned cuz uh Seba Mendes has not um, he's into a in a into a playing role has not looked quite as comfortable as many others when they go in there. I think that's still coming around. Um, he's in the,
1: the same run as a lot of guys. Yeah. I mean, a lot of guys are not playing well at this moment. Right. And so he came into two games and I think people are really zeroing in on those two games because one, he started in this other one. He comes in at halftime filling in for Latif and he's playing in the sixth position where we've said that Ilya is normally going to play and everyone's so worried about how thin we are. So they're like, just fingers crossed. Hey, can you give us a good performance? So I don't feel so bad about the depth of our midfield. And, didn't quite acquit himself the way you would want, but I think he's a. Look, he's going to go to the World Cup with Ecuador. Clearly, he's a quality player. Um, it just takes. It just takes a little bit of time. And when your whole team is in a rut, he's probably not the player that's going to pull you out of it, right? Like, you hope for a solid performance, but is he going to shine above all the rest of the guys? No, he's probably going to play to the level of the team. Yeah,
0: and it's a big spot for Mendez and Latif to make sure that when they're called upon, and hopefully you get that, that trio in there for the width and breadth of the season, and those two come in and uh, fill those gaps nicely. But that is what most teams have. You have a five-person rotation. National teams have that. You have a five- or six-guy rotation yeah. at the very most, and uh, that's where it goes. So uh, well, I think that's enough about Austin, right? That's enough. Yeah. So we'll move on. We did also want to touch on, because I know last week, we Brian Rodriguez is still in the building. He's now at Club America. It's great to see him enjoying that moment. He's been on a lot of their social media and a chance to kind of hit the reset button with a, a lot of coaches could do, a lot of players should do, should be able to do. He is. I'm sure some people missed him a little bit because of what he does, uh, being able to stretch it. Mm-hmm. You would like to have all these guys around there. But we, again, we wish Brian the very best. And I, as I think I've said on the last um he's uh he was one of the guys I pulled for the most here because he's just a, a good dude and he does things that very few would do and uh, maybe Club America benefits that Mamadou fall off at Villarreal till June of next year very exciting for him because mm-hmm. he uh, is with the Villarreal Bay team but he could go to the Villarreal senior team if they get a long look that's a club that made the semifinals of the Champions League so yeah. that's a That's a very uh, exciting development. Uh, It means that they've been watching him, and they like it. This is a top European team that's done it well for 20 years. So good news for both those guys.
1: Yeah, and say what you will about Brian. He's incredibly talented. He's just always a guy that was on the cusp, and I know that that might have frustrated a lot of people. But even if you just selfishly... Want to think about this the better he does there's still a sell-on clause Correct. so you want him to do well at club america and right. then again it's just it's not even just the money directly that you get it's proof of concept can, again lafc can move players to locations they're still very good players they can still find new places to thrive that still says something about the scouting system and what they see in these players because look every player is a is a challenge every player is a risk to a certain extent Younger players especially more so, players where you spend a lot of money more so, and that was Brian, but he still had the raw skills. It's just that it's so f- interesting because you say he's 99% of the way there, and you're like, wow, he's made it 99%, but that 1% is somehow sometimes the hardest.
0: Yeah, uh, and fall LAFC, that's a loan. LAFC still uh, on his rights and uh, control that to see where he goes next, but maybe it's something significant. Brian Rodriguez maybe gets closer to the Uruguayan national team. I was listening to a Uruguayan uh, soccer pod. I don't know why. I was just kind of bored. And the gentleman there, whose His name escapes what... me, who was yeah. very well respected, uh, he's under the impression that Brian has a shot and he's also under the impression that Diego Rossi is going to play at the world cup. Incredible. That they love. I mean, he says they really, uh, Alonso, the coach there, Alonso really Diego likes what he brings it. So this is another great, he's not an LFC player, but he was part of our original, our, our original team. And, uh, I think everyone could take a lot of satisfaction if that's the case. So good news on that front.
1: Look, Luis Suarez is playing at national, and that level we know is not quite what they probably want for him. Edson Cavani okay. just signed for Valencia, so he's been out of contract. He's been out without a team till literally, I think, yesterday. So if you're Brian Rodriguez and you're supremely talented, yeah, you got a shot. Yeah. And then if you're Diego Rossi and you've come in the fold since Diego Alonso's taken over and really righted the ship there and you're, you were part of that contingent that got them to the World Cup, yeah, you should probably count on yourself to play. And there's going to be chances. And then, the, obviously, the, the one guy that seems to be a real lock there is Darwin Nunez. But he's still got to, you know, with his right card. These are more and,
0: traditional center forwards, all three of them, right? right? They need. Yeah, it's, uh, Nunez,
1: the vertical Suarez, element. Cavani all kind of cancel each other out. Whereas, you have two of
0: them, you can't have three. Yeah,
1: whereas Rossi and, and Rodriguez, depending on the format, or style you play with formation, they can really yeah. do something with those guys out in the pitch.
0: They have uh, Maxi Gomez, Georgian Arascaeta, who plays a little further back, but I don't want to go to Uruguayan. Actually, I do want to make this a Uruguayan soccer Maxi Gomez is
1: more of like a a 10-ish nine.
0: There's not really those white players, so both of those guys, at least one of them could get in there. Quick thought about Houston. We have Rail Salt Lake. Uh, You may listen to this after the Houston game, obviously. Another trip to hot Texas, very south, southeast, longer trip, the longest trip to Texas you'll make. This is a team that uh, has Corey Baird, former LAFC player, scored over the weekend against Minnesota. A game that they were winning, and Minnesota scored two goals in the last ten minutes to win it. So they're going to be highly disappointed, just like San Jose. They're at the now the bottom of the Western Conference. Mm. So this is a team I'm sure was going to go through a a lot of changes, but they're hungry and like San Jose, and we'll leave Austin on this, but like San Jose look at this as a chance to ignite their season. We're not going to make the playoffs, but a chance to kind of go, all right, guys, uh, we brought some positivity in here. This was the best team in the league, and we got a result. So that's what they're thinking. This is something that they're obviously looking forward to.
1: Yes, at the very least to just feel like a, feel a little bit, you know, warm feeling inside your tummy at the end of the season, right? Because they went, they, as Steve will pointed out, two games on the road, drop both of them. Now they're coming home. They're going to want to at least give a performance for the home crowd, for their new coach who said, like, hey, guys, I'm sticking with you guys. I've got a plan in place. This is what I want to do. They have new ownership. Um, so I think, yes, this is, going to be, this is not going to be light work, it, it, regardless of the conditions and everything. I think Houston's going to come out there. I know Hector Herrera did not play in the last game, but they're saying he should be fit for this one. Um, so, I think there's a lot of pride on the line for them. And, and again, they're playing at home after being on the road. You can imagine what LFC is going to feel when they finally get home on Sunday against RSL. You want to put on a show for the home crowd, regardless of where you fit in the standings, because you just want to send them home with that good feeling. And I think they're going to be a tough out. And they, they run. I mean, they got guys like Karskia that run. Fafa Pico, we know he's going to get at you uh, at every. Instance, he can. Sebastian
0: Ferneda, who's a, who's like their DP, who yep. has nine goals, uh, is also uh, one to keep an eye on. So there's, it's a good, it's a good team, depth wise. No, but there's some good players. If
1: you don't match their intensity, like Steve said after the Austin game, you know we didn't run as much as them. If you don't at least hit that level and put in as much effort, I don't even know if it's effort, but you just you you will yourself to to make those extra runs off the ball, or make that extra close down. They will,
0: they'll punish you. Houston's never beaten LAFC. But they did beat. The, they did get past them in penalties. Yes. In that one U.S. Open Cup semifinal, which is it's the most famous one. Although we did have that famous some, rain game.
1: Yeah. Some. Well, something about Houston where we have just wild games. Yeah.
0: Whether it's here or there. So it should be uh, a, a ton of fun.
1: Fingers crossed, no weather delays. <laughs>
0: they had two weather delays.
1: Oh, I hate
0: those. At least he had one already. They had the one in Columbus, right? Yeah. We
1: had one on July 4th. Yes. Was the worst.
0: Because everyone's like, oh, well, we kind of want to wrap this up so I can go out and yeah, have maybe a we couple just cancel cold cancel ones it or
1: what? It's a Damn. holiday.
0: So we'll get ready for that. Uh, we're gonna keep going here with Ryan Hollingshead, took a quick break. We'll return here on Inside LAFC, the Max and Vince Podcast. Big week for the black and golds. Make sure you follow them. Both games on KCOP13 Estrella TV, uh, ESPN radio as well. Welcome back here, Inside LFC, the Max and Vince Podcast. Uh Always great to be joined by Ryan said. I believe you're second time with us. Are, are you I counting? Think so. We had you yeah. very early on in the season. Yeah,
2: what am I saying? I think I Definitely second time. Mm-hmm. I've been counting. Different location. I look though. forward to it, though. Every really? time I get invited, it's like, whew, it's back.
0: That's but amazing. I, you know what else is back is this facial hair.
2: Yeah. It's back, but it needs to be just the stash. We're going to have to do some work this weekend.
0: Right, you let year. it
1: grow in and then do some manicure. Yeah,
2: exactly. Yeah. you got to manicure.
1: Well, I asked you a couple weeks ago, I said, is there any, like, Method to this madness? He said, not really. No. Just kind of doing it as a feel. you
2: feel. And now that we've lost two in a row, since the stash has been gone, we have lost two straight. So It was I mean, your fault. Just, the stash has to come back. Yeah, well, No question about it.
1: As, as the podcast and being connected to the club, Max and I feel like we try to get to the bottom of every single loss as much as we can. Yes. And, but we found it. For for once, we finally actually found it. It's the mustache. It'd be great if it
0: was this simple, by the way.
2: (laughs) 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 I haven't seen the report on the mustache numbers, but uh, we'll see. Well, (laughs) it's
0: out there. Somebody do that. Get the mustache numbers. Also, uh, back from your old stomping grounds, not Dallas, but Texas. Yes. That'd be good. I see you have a, a... a new truck
2: yeah that big flatbed i had to bring a little texas with me to uh, california
1: so now we're going back a little bit so it is a little texasy because <laughs> so we got you're a cali guy we but you spent a long time it. in texas max and i do our, our homework we yes. dig and someone said ask him about his big truck i go well he's been in texas i go yeah but he's from california i go
2: yeah but." all right so this is why you're gonna love this truck okay it is sell me on it it is the big texas truck but it's all electric
0: Oh. So it's
2: a match, right? You get Texas yep. and California all in one. In Texas, they don't they don't want anything electric. They want as much gas as you can get. If it's like 4 miles per gallon, they'll they'll pay extra for it. Here though, you want all the uh you want to save the environment. So I've got the all electric F150, F150 Lightning. It's sweet. Actually our sponsors here at Ford helped hook it up and they they did a phenomenal job. These things are there, I mean, unbelievable car. I just got it three days ago. Okay, so I'm I'm loving it. Let's it's go for a ride. Unbelievable truck. Well, I was say, <laughs> now, welcome for a ride back after. to the
1: Motor Trend uh, podcast. Uh, right. How now, how are you loving that exactly. electric F-150? Now that I got is it cool car, though? It's got to be pretty cool.
2: It's so sweet, but I have to shave and get the mustache in to be driving that thing. You know? What about
0: the music? Is it? Is you, it yeah, you got any cowboy hats that you took Texas, back with you? Southern it pumps. It Co- pumps.
2: It's on a country music station right now. Got yeah, it. yeah, Great. that's what you're asking. I just see country guy. Uh, yeah, I listen to some country. One of my good buddies is in country music, and so I I, he got me into it. I'm listening to it. I hear
0: it's country and death metal for you. It's
2: Screamo and country,
0: (laughs) just a real spectrum there. By the way, not to bury the lead, Ryan Hollingshead is environmentally conscious, so that's the way I take away from it. That's
2: right, thank you. I didn't buy the truck, I've never had a truck until they came out with all electric, and then I was like, okay, I can I can agree to this. Before I was like, can't agree to that gas mile. You're gonna
1: get some toys to. Tow it with or tow, use to tow it for the kids? Some yeah, wave yeah, runners? Maybe, some...
2: maybe, maybe, maybe post retirement. A lot of those toys that you can buy, I'm not allowed to use. Well, right. You know? I know it's, every time we awesome. ask
1: that, we realize that that's in your contract. Yeah, you actually yeah, can't do you it. You
2: can't actually do a lot of that stuff. So,
1: so what you're saying is being a professional athlete, it's no fun.
0: Don't do no, it. No, no, Don't you do just, it, kids. You just, what are you <laughs> talking He's got a new <laughs> truck, electric. They got all these ports. No wonder yeah, he he can 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 you can't even charge. I can't ever charge my car. Yeah, you
2: can't. These things are hogged out here.
1: Everyone has it. Yeah. So uh, let's, let's, let's... Should we talk about soccer? Because yeah, people are screaming soccer. right now. They're like, you
0: have talk Ryan and you're just... Do you have
2: any more truck, truck combo or... <laughs> okay, we'll go to
1: soccer.
0: We'll go. Yeah. I have plenty of questions. Leather but interior I know people, or... <laughs> I know people enjoy this, but they want... So obviously coming back from Austin, it was uh, obviously a bad taste in the mouth. We talked to Steve Chirundolo and he said it was... You know, there's data there. It says we, we were getting close to what we wanted to do but it was some mistakes maybe emotions got the best of us how did how did you see it
2: yeah it's a it was a tough game for us uh, we obviously did not play to our ability but this you know this is a, a long season 34 games one game doesn't doesn't define the the group or the team and we, we know that and so I think for us it's been about I mean even even immediately on, on the plane after the game, it was immediately about how do we respond, how do we get ready for the next one, and perform in a way that we know we should be day in and day out. I think there's there's something to it, man, psychologically too, when you're on top and you're winning all these games, that you just start to think like the wins are going to come, regardless of what you do on the pitch, regardless of what you put forward. And so uh, our effort was lacking, our ideas were lacking, our preparation was lacking, and so I think for us it's actually a really good moment to. Uh, kind of kickstart us into this last part of the season and get us flying uh, going into the playoffs. You know in this league a lot of teams that win, it's not the supporter Shield team that wins these playoffs a lot of times because what happens is teams get in a good moment kind of running into the playoffs in a good moment and they can kind of just carry on with that momentum. And so we want to be the team that's winning the supporter Shield but also hitting the playoffs with the right momentum and I think this is going to help us.
0: If- I could follow up because I guess it's a unique circumstance to have you here to talk about 34 game seasons, bad days in MLS. You have more tenure, I think, than anyone uh, right. MLS wise. Right. That's a thing. I mean, it's hard to get up, travel, do this, and maintain that level. I I know, and when I talk to people involved with baseball, it's 160 games. Yeah, no one wins more than 100. No one loses more than 60. It's yeah. just kind of hard yes. to maintain yes. that. Is it's there true? I mean,
2: yeah, it's really true. I mean, the, always in this league, it's been hard to go on the road. You know, it's a big country, a lot of miles in the air, a lot of, like, difficulty in traveling, time zones. You know, we've had how many games on the East Coast where you're losing three hours on both sides and you're there for 24 hours. And so, it. you know, some of that stuff is is hard and there's no way around it. But also, like, we know how to deal with it. We've been in the league for a long time. And so, uh, it's it's about just responding and playing the way we know we can play. So there's no excuses, but we do want to pinpoint, you know, where do we go wrong, what's the problem, how do we fix it?
1: A lot of uh, chatter afterwards, but it seems like, you know, I'm watching the post-game press conference. I watch Steve, message is one thing. I watch Carlos, it's uniform. I watch Giorgio, it's even uniform. So right. I know that there's a lot of veteran voices, but are you guys – it seems like you guys are all kind of – you like you said, you identified it and you're already kind of – looking at it and moving forward is that yeah
2: a hundred percent and I I think that is on it's what we have to do to be fair you can't really dwell on it you have to move forward but I think what we're using it as is not just like all right we got to move forward but using it as like hey if if we play not to our ability we come in with a lack of effort lack of making runs lack of cohesion in the way that we're moving and passing the ball terrible passing in austin that sort of stuff we're not going to win games so and i think we've got that feeling of like oh we're going to win games no matter what because Mm -hmm. of our our talent or our level the level of our roster it's just going to happen and you realize really quickly it's not just going to happen and so I think when you put that together, you say, all right, we have to every game come out ready to play. And then the other side of that is, you know, at the end of the year, if we, you know, we went out and do well these these, these games, what, seven games left and sitting on top of the Supporter Shield, which is our goal here nobody's going to be thinking about the you know, the loss in San Jose or the loss at Austin. We're going to be thinking about a, a phenomenal 34 game season that the club has put together. And so you can't take these one games out of these long seasons and be like, ah, oh, that's this, that's that. You have to put it all together in this one narrative and say, no, collectively as a group, L.A. was on a, on a different level. And so we still have a lot to prove because the other side of that is we go out and lose a couple more games at the end of the season and and falter on winning the supporters shield and it's like hey they had a streak but they weren't good enough to keep it going and so that we don't want that to be our story
1: yeah i mean something that max always says and i always i I love this because he brings it back to it's like it's okay to lose two games right but then when you start to think about it you say okay now are are we going to lose a third like so how do you guys galvanize yourselves saying like look mistakes happen like you said you hit rough patches we learn from them but absolutely no matter what happens when we go here to houston do you we can't. We right. Just, it has, right. It has right. to be. That's it. And There's a I checklist, think, I'm sure, about 100%.
2: It and I think the guys are all on that same page. Everybody's feeling that same sort of, uh, not pressure, but commitment to this game in Houston to doing everything we can to, to change that. And like you said, this league is about when you lose. Every team is going to lose in this league. It's about when you lose, cutting that streak and, and cutting those losses as quickly as possible and getting back to the winning column.
0: You guys can see Austin again. There was a motions running high, and uh, you guys were getting after. You've had two pretty memorable games, certainly from their perspective. Right. Probably like to see them again.
2: Oh, for sure, yeah, <laughs> yeah for sure. And, and uh, you know, there was, when they came here, we were a way different team. When we went there, we are a different team. We've been developing throughout the season too, and so I think that'll be true even as we, uh, if we see them in playoffs, see them there. Um, and and we'll obviously have, have uh, all the uh, adrenaline you need to win a game like that.
1: What's well, an interesting game, and pun intended. Styles make fights. Yeah. Uh, but the way the two of you play, very it has to be like uh, kind of the Spider-Man meme where you guys are kind of pointing at each other. Yeah. And so that mu- that yeah. kind of makes for a nervy game, but a fun game because you know you guys are going to want to play.
2: Right. Right. And I think I, I mean they do they do play a good style of soccer. They press hard. I think coming back, you know, if we can stay on top of the of Shield, have home games throughout the playoffs, I think you know we're we're going to be hard to beat and we're going to be with that mindset of nobody comes into our home and takes our points. So, um,
0: yeah.
1: So let's, let's turn to Houston. Um, but let's still focus a little bit on uh, personnel and, and LAFC. Really truck down
0: there. Trips to Should, we drive? Yes, Should we go. drive? Should <laughs> we better start now
1: go. we, <laughs> we gotta start, start yeah, we, right now we, after we finish the podcast can't stop. oh man i don't
0: know we're how we're need, gonna charge the car we're gonna need some major you imagine the stations. content we'll stop in el paso hey we need to charge this ryan, car Ah, no, you're the wrong town
1: ryan max and vince road trip to houston you, you guys ever you
0: guys
2: ever heard of bucky's no uh the light no it's like a huge convenience store in texas okay. i think in the south i think it's outside of just texas but there are these huge convenience stores in the middle of nowhere with like tons of Gas stations, and then like all of the food and trinkets and items, kind of like loves,
1: it's, like mesh bags. Yeah, hats.
2: like Texas version of loves. Okay. I think probably bigger because it's Texas. Everything's bigger in everything's Texas, ever. big, Everything's yeah. bigger there. That's what we, if we were road tripping, that's what we'd hit.
1: <laughs> I, I almost, lost, it up. My, we're sorry, up I almost lost my train of thought because you, you took us on a,
0: a yeah back to Houston. very welcome.
1: A very welcome sidebar. Uh, no, but what i want to ask because a lot of fans are asking this, and you're in that dressing room. Uh, there's a lot of new faces keep coming in and they're wondering how that maybe changes dynamic changes chemistry You guys are all professional players, but you all have your own personalities How have you seen the dressing room Has it stayed codified and how are the new guys kind of fitting in in that? Regard? Yeah,
2: there, there's that's a good question And there's no way around new faces new players new styles coming in and having to adapt like there's there's doesn't matter how good This squad is doesn't matter the talent finding out what players like to do. You know, like if I'm playing Mahalla at his feet all day long, he's like, stop, man. Like, I'm trying to get him behind. And if I play Vela in behind every time, he's like, stop, man, I want the ball at my feet. So right. it's like, you've got guys that are incredibly talented on both sides of the ball but they want something different from each other and they have different kind of strengths and weaknesses. And so having these new guys come in, you're trying to learn those things and, and gel as a team. Also, you're trying to teach them our tactics. They're coming from a different system. And so there's a learning curve to that and there's no way around it. But We've done so in a way where it's like, all right, we've got seven games for the rest of the the season to get these guys adjusted, get them up to speed, and hopefully, like I said, be running into playoffs with all of that momentum. These guys coming in fully fit, uh, ready to put in big time minutes, ready to kind of understand what the team needs from them. And they've come in, all these guys have come in with phenomenal attitudes, like really good locker room guys. And when you get guys like that, getting them into the squad and getting them to adjust to the squad is just that much easier.
1: Right you're, guys feel more more comfortable because I'm sure, there, sure there's a little bit of, like, oh, is this the, guy coming to take my spot? But if they fit the culture, you feel a little more comfortable with what's going yeah, on. Yeah,
2: and regardless, you're like, I, I hope he's coming to take my spot because he's pushing me to be better, and I hope I'm pushing him to be better. Like, you know, we're, we've been in this league for a long time, and a lot of the, the guys here – Know that you're net—it's never just your spot. They're always trying to bring in the next guy to beat you out, and you're trying to beat him out, and and that's like a—it's a friendly competition that makes everybody better. And so it's nothing personal, and I think I think guys know that at this stage. But. Yeah, they come in and you're trying to push them. But if the guys come in as a good locker room presence, then as you're learning, it's not fighting and bickering and, you know, like yelling at each other to get e- to get you to do what you want them to do. Mm-hmm. It's joking around and laughing and, you know, like ah, next time I'm going to I'm going to put you in here and OK, I like I missed you on that one. Like I'm going to get you next time here. And that changes everything because then it's like a camaraderie as you're learning it rather than like a you know, ah, oh, like, oh, you made the wrong run again, or ah, oh, they made the wrong pass again, you're throwing your hands up. Uh, that's, that's different, either way you're learning, but one way you're learning quicker, you're learning better, you're learning in a way that brings the team together.
0: Maybe it's the stereotype, maybe I watch too many movies, but when you see this, cause I'm hearing you and it's such a breath of fresh air, that when a new player comes up, I'm conditioned to think the guy's like, oh wait, Who's this guy coming in? Especially with seven games to go, and I've seen it here training, and it feels like everyone's been here from the beginning, and you have a couple new players coming in here that uh, are gonna join you for the stretch run. Um,
1: I think they call those movies you're watching toxic
0: masculinity. <laughs> I'm thinking of a couple of them. Well, 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 Who is this guy? What well, Ryan is explaining is
1: healthy competition. I understand right. that.
0: But I'm saying, I know there's that toxic part here, but I think that separates I'm just saying, L.A. stop
1: watching Mad Max and all okay. that stuff you're always watching.
0: <laughs> have you Escape ever exper- from New okay, York. Have you
1: ever experienced anything like <laughs> you that? You
0: would say Mad Max. That is, thats That's got
1: to be your movie, huh? Uh,
0: I love it. Well... Um, Escape
1: from New York is his favorite movie of all time. Okay. Oh,
0: I lived God. in Australia for eight years when I was a kid. Mel Gibson was born in the United States and moved to Australia, so I felt that affinity. Yeah, that's had, your until guy. Until he got older. Yeah. Yeah, thanks, found, I, An important qualifier, <laughs> but it's certainly there, but this is going
1: to be my favorite games. podcast episode because we've gone yes. off the rails every single time, but still got great info from Ryan. Thank you. For, yeah. Thank you for being here to keep us on the on the track. Well, let
0: me circle back. Have you ever experienced anything like that? Seven games to go. You just had two new faces. Some guys were here no longer just that kind of turnover because that seemed that has to be difficult. Uh, for most of the people in the, the team format, but LaFC doesn't make make it look very easy.
2: Yeah, it's been a lot of turnover. It's been the most turnover of a club that I've I've been with, but it's also because they're always trying to get better and and the reason that I wanted to come to a club like this is because they're never okay with saying we've got the best we've got the best guys. we just brought in Giorgio, we just brought in Gareth or our team's phenomenal. we're just gonna cruise even then they're going after the next guy and what else can we do to increase the roster and what else can we do to add to our depth what else can we do to to just increase our strength so that, that sort of mindset of the club is what drew me here. And I think what's drew, drawn a lot of the guys here, uh, it's like, we're not stopping. We're never stopped. We're always going to try to be better. And that's both as a club and individually. So you bring those guys in and that guy's challenging me to be better. And that guy's challenging Carlos to be better. And he's challenging, challenging Ilya and Kellen. And he's challenging our guys to be better. And so um, that, that's what you want as a footballer. And if you want to go win trophies, you have to have
0: that. Great perspective.
1: And look, this doesn't surprise me at all, having talked to you before and then hearing you in the press scrums and the kind of your mentality. Uh, but when you're talking about this, it's now got my mind thinking about you being asked to play different positions. I yeah, think a lot of people yeah. were confused when you started at that position in San Jose. Although, if we throw it back, but D.C., you, you came on the field. Charlie, but you also you said that. Iowa. You also right.
0: said, I, I will play where coach – I've heard you say it because I'll play coach where coach needs me. Which right. Is, um, a lot of guys say not everyone, but uh, they've taken you to heart.
2: Yeah. Yeah, and that's been my career since I've been in the league. I've, I've been a player that can step into a lot of different positions. Even still, I'm playing on the right side, the left side. Like, you know, even if I'm just playing as an outside back, I still can switch sides and be adaptable there. But uh, yeah, in San Jose, I think we wanted a specific kind of look and a specific tactic that we wanted to pursue. And so I fit that mold. And uh, I, I mean, I love it. It's a challenge for me. And if I can think well in each position, right? then I know when I'm a defender, I know, like, okay, this is how my winger's thinking. This is what he's wanting. He's not wanting the ball at his feet with a guy pressing up his back. Like, I'm not going to play him that ball. We're going to we're going to swing it around go to the other side. So it's like understanding those positions and knowing it from being there, I think is really helpful to then as a defender, I know what I need to do and how to set my guys up for success.
1: Well, I think it was important that you said it was a certain kind of tactic against San Jose. Because even if it doesn't go well, yeah. I think what you're saying is, The coaches just didn't come to me and go, hey, Ryan, playing right wing today. They said, we're going to play this way because you fit this. So, like, they're giving you a lot of homework or they're giving you a lot of instruction all throughout the week.
2: Yep, exactly. Yeah, yeah. I don't have much to add to exactly that. Yeah, I think they see the lineup. They see what we want to do. They need to rest some guys. They're just looking at, oh, how do we be most competitive and how do we kind of keep the game intact? And so that was what they wanted to do.
0: I, I... Again, it, it would seem like a dip. You make it sound so easy, but uh, it's uh, it's a lot more difficult than it is. And you know, it's the,
1: easy for us watching it on TV, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We're not. Yeah, we yeah. know it's not the case.
0: Yeah. Well, you know, we know you have a busy week, and uh, wheels up to Houston. Uh, we'll have to push off the car ride for the next time. I think. All right, road We're trip scheduled. next time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If, yeah, we, yeah, if, we, but, if we could. Uh, maybe something a little closer. Maybe I'll kick for the Field. reservations at Bucky's. <laughs> I'm glad <laughs> they take RSVP. Those are hard to get. Those are hard to get.
2: <laughs>
0: uh, but we appreciate you joining us, and uh, good luck. I know it's a busy week with a couple games, and yeah. we'll see, uh, We'll certainly see you on KCOP on Wednesday. We'll see you at, this, at the bank Sounds good. on Sunday against Real Salt Lake. Ryan Hollingshead joining us here on Inside LFC, the MVP podcast. Rate, review, download, subscribe, tell a friend, grow us mustache. We've been promised. Grow a stash (laughs) already. Uh, Ryan's going to do that to get us back on our winning ways. We'll talk to you guys very soon.